In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. This month, we are considering the ways in which we do ministry beyond our giving, how we as a church do the work that we do and the impact that it makes, long-term and sustainable and intentional. And this week, we are talking specifically about what we do here in pastoral care. You may have noticed in your bulletins that there's a little list of the things that we do for pastoral care here at St. Michael. But a few things I want to make sure that we know. Pastoral care is not just being nice. Now, I do think our pastoral care team is nice most of the time. But I think that pastoral care goes beyond being nice, and it's a sacred presence so that people know that they are not alone, especially when they go through hard times. Pastoral care is also not care done by pastors. Pastoral care is care done in a pastoral way. There are dozens and hundreds of people in this church that care for others in this church all the time. Some do so in formal ways, but some do so just because they seek to care the way that Jesus cares for us. Now, there are some obvious ways that we take care of one another. You likely know that priests, at least one, makes hospital visits every day, especially when families lose a loved one. We walk with them as they prepare to say goodbye in the hopes of eternal life. Then there are some that are not so obvious. We have lay Eucharistic visitors, lay people in this congregation that take communion to our homebound members every single week. We have people in this congregation who lead prayer groups, who may knit shawls for those in need, who support recovery groups, and on and on. There are so many ways that we take care of one another. In fact, one of my favorite stories recently was from one of our lay Eucharistic visitors who takes communion regularly. And of course, they build relationships with people in our community who can't get out of the house very easily. And they told me that one of the things that they had been doing over this last year is helping that lady figure out how to watch our services online from her home. And that every Sunday she sits and watches online so she feels connected to what we are doing here at St. Michael. Hey, glad you're here. <laughs> Those kinds of ways where we take care of one another, where people can feel connected to the larger community are very important. It's a, a healing touch, if you will. It helps us get through those times that don't feel so good. Today, in our gospel story, we see Jesus make another healing touch. Jesus has walked into Jericho and we presume done some good stuff because as he's leaving the city, he's drawn quite a crowd. And as that crowd is walking out of the city, there is a blind man named Bartimaeus who is sitting there by the roadside, and he calls out to Jesus, Jesus, help me. We know that Jesus healed him of his blindness, but we may not know how this connects to the story from last week. Yes, Bartimaeus called out for Jesus to heal him. Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Go. Go. But what happens in between echoes the story we heard last week with James and John. Last week, James and John come to Jesus with a bit of confidence, perhaps we might even say ambition, and says, hey, Jesus, can we ask you a question? 
And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And James and John say, we want to sit at your right hand and at your left hand when you come into your glory. Today, as Jesus is leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus calls out to him and Jesus asks Bartimaeus the exact same question. What do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, I want to see. The response to these two questions are very different. James and John, from their position of strength and comfort, ask for something good, to be lifted up, to be given responsibility, to, in essence, be praised for the good work that they're doing. Bartimaeus, when asked the exact same question, speaks from a place of pain and heartbreak and darkness. And his simple request is just to see. It's important that we note the way that Jesus responds to both of these answers. For James and John, Jesus immediately says, you may not know what you're asking. The faithfulness it will take to actually follow me will be very hard. The road ahead will not be easy. Are you sure you want to follow? But to Bartimaeus, Jesus says, go. Your faith has made you well. The difference in these two responses is pretty stark. Bartimaeus, out of his pain, calls out to Jesus with nothing but the simple ask, please help. And Jesus, in response, validates and affirms Bartimaeus's faithfulness. Now, it is very likely that James and John knew more about Jesus, knew more about the law, had seen more of what Jesus was doing in the world. And yet, even though they may have known a lot more, their response to Jesus' question, what do you want me to do for you, was not born out of need and reliance and faith. But instead, Bartimaeus, who may not have known so much, who certainly had not literally seen Jesus do anything, had the purest form of faith coming to Jesus with hands outstretched for help. Now, this morning, I stand before you reminded once again that our world can be too often a dark place. Yesterday, we all heard the callous murder of our Jewish sisters and brothers in Pittsburgh, a story we don't want to hear, a story we hear too often and unfortunately, it won't be the last time we hear a story like that. It's important that we come together and make sure, make clear, make absolutely clear that we do not condone acts of hate. We do not condone. And we stand in solidarity with anyone, any person who seeks peace, who lives a life of love. What happened yesterday is one in a string, and it can be very easy for us to find that we are feeling like we are in a dark place, unsure what to do, perhaps even feeling hopeless. And so I remind you that what we do here matters. When we come together and we remember that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even death itself, what we do here 
matters. There's a song that most of us likely know that I think is probably the most theologically sound song that exists. Jesus loves me and us. This we know, for the Bible tells us so. That song in its simplicity wraps up everything that is most important about what we do together. We have been prioritizing learning scripture this year. We will continue to learn our story, God's story, this year. But I think it's important on a day like today, following acts of hate like yesterday and even earlier this week, that we remember that we do not read scripture in order to figure out what love means, but instead, we use love to figure out what Scripture means. We start with love. Jesus witnesses love to us, and we seek to live lives of love. And from that point of love, from that starting point, then we read Scripture to figure out how God would have us live. What we dear do here matters. When we gather together and we learn together, when we are reminded of grace and hope, when we are called to the highest level of sacrificial love, our time and effort matters. And even more so today than just yesterday, our world needs a witness like the one we make here at St. Michael. Our world needs people like us, not just to come here and pray, but to pray so that when we leave these doors, we can actually live lives of love, not quietly and to ourselves, but out loud, so that people around us know not only are there a lot of people who put love first, but there are a lot of people who will not stand for anything less. What we do here is witness to the radical ask that Jesus makes for us. What would you have me do for you? I hope that when we answer that question, our answer is to live lives of love and to invite those around us to live lives of love with us. Because you see, the darkness is real. Evil is real. And it takes people like us to not just hope for the best, pray for the best, but to actually act for good. May we all have that courage and that strength and to know that we never act alone. We act together and we act with the strength and the power of a God who loves every person. Amen.